All right, this is Voices Matter. Welcome today. We have some students who are going to share all about their art making and how it's related to social justice, equity, inclusion, and a sense of belonging. Could you please introduce yourself? I'm Kylie. All right, Kylie, can you tell us what grade you're in? I'm in the fifth grade. In the fifth grade. And you have two canvases that you created. In fact, you put four canvases together to make two separate pieces. So can you tell us about what message are you trying to send with your first piece on the right-hand side? So I would I made a um a picture with like white eyes staring on um black kids and like discriminating them on like because they're like getting treated unfairly and so and I was thinking that we should all be treated fairly and so we can like have a good life and things won't mess up in life. All right. Thank you, Kylie. And in the background, not only did you find probably about, what, 20, 25 white eyes to Mod Podge, what did you put in the background? I put, like, raindrops because it makes some kids feel sad and not treated fairly. Right. So when kids are not treated fairly, specifically even because you identify as black and brown, that's very hurtful. And you chose to modge podge some pictures on there. Who are those people in your painting? So one of the pictures are me, and the other one is my friend Kamaya. All right. And what are you and Kamaya doing in that? We're like, so all the white eyes are like staring at us. And um, we're like looking down and being sad because people should be treated fairly. Okay. And I notice you put you and your friend at the very bottom of those two canvases with the white eyes on top. Why did you do that? Because they're like technically walking all over us like we shouldn't be treated the, like we shouldn't be treated um, the way that they are treated. All right. Thank you very much for sharing that powerful piece. And then you did a second piece about the way black and brown students should be treated. Can you tell us about that piece? So I had me and my friend Kamaya on a, um, I forgot what it's called, but we like had um, white people applauding behind us while we're like standing up nice and strong while like a, and I modgepodged a whole bunch of um, white teachers applauding around us. So instead of having white eyes being heavy and watching and discriminating against you, you chose to find a white crowd of teachers who are cheering you on. And then you moved you and your friend from the bottom of the canvas to where? To the top. To the top. And you're smiling right now. And why did you move both of you to the top? Because we should be treated all the same. Because it's not fair for white people just to be treated um, good, but black people bad. Okay. And I also noticed that you put both of you on something. What did you put both of you on? Uh, What is this? A stage. A stage, yeah. And you found all these spotlights. 
And so you put yourselves on the stage, and how are you standing on the stage? We're, sta- we're um, standing up like superheroes. All right, like superheroes. So you're being uplifted instead of being put down. What advice, if any, would you have for teachers, for principals, to make sure that we are uplifting you? To, like, treat everybody the same, not just, like, one person or, like, three people. Treat the whole school the same. And don't be, like, mean to other people, but nice to some other people. All right. Thank you very much for that advice. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You're welcome. All right, welcome to Voices Matter. We have a student here who's going to talk about his art making today. And could you introduce yourself, please? Uh, my name is Zakai. And Zakai, what grade are you in? I'm in the sixth. You're in sixth grade. Yes. All right. And you made a very powerful piece of art that sends a very strong message to the public. Can you tell us what your piece was about? My piece was about not saying the N-word. And why is that important to you as a young black man? Because I don't like hearing people say it because it was used, it's, it's used as a derogatory word. Yeah. And hearing people say it just make me feel some kind of way because they said it because I heard I have some people call me that. And I'm only in the sixth grade, so... That's a lot. That is a lot. How do you deal with that when people call you out of your name and use racist terms? See, I get upset, but sometimes I just walk away and don't pay attention to what they say. Because I like my skin tone, and I love being the color I am. But the thing that hurt me the most is my own people say it, too. And so when you say it hurts you the most, not only when you hear white people use that term, but also people who are your brothers and sisters who are from the black community use it, what do you do then? I get upset and I try to explain to them. Like, why is you using the word that was meant to basically make us... Like, we are different. Yeah, and not only different, but less than. Yeah. And when you and I first met, this was a question that you had in mind. And you said, well, I I use that word. It's okay. And I said, "Mm, do you know where that word comes from? And you did a lot of research. And you did a phenomenal job finding out that it is a derogatory term. It's a racist term to put black people down. That's a very powerful message. Do you have advice for teachers, for students, for principals who encounter people who are using the N-word? Honestly, I would say if you encounter people that try to use the N-word a derogatory way or just say it to you, like, just to make you upset... You should ignore them because you should love your skin skin tone no matter what. Any color you are, it don't matter. 
should, you should always love your skin tone. Right. Because you are a beautiful person, inside and out. And we should be loving one another and respecting one another instead of putting each other down. In schools, is there something that teachers could be teaching, principals could be teaching, to help students understand that you don't want this word used? Yes, I feel as if during Black History Month, right, we could do more research on why not to use the N-word and what kind of stuff the N-word was meant to, like, degrade us like that, like to make us seem like we are less. We should talk about that more. All right, so your advice would be that teachers and principals should get together specifically during Black History Month. And why is this term used? What does it mean? How do people feel when it's used? And what we should be doing differently? Yes. All right. Thank you very much for that advice. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. All right. Welcome to Voices Matter. We have with us today some students who are going to talk about their art making regarding social justice, equity, inclusion, and belonging issues. So today we have with us... Sebastian Montiel. All right. Sebastian, what grade are you in? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. And thank you very much for coming on the show today. Could you tell us what topic you uh, focused on with your art? Uh, the topic I focused on was the Black Wall Street Massacre. And what interested you about the Black Wall Street Massacre? Probably about how unfair and evil it was. And so you learn in your research that it was a secret? Yeah. It Many was secrets. unfair? Mm-hmm. Annihilated, devastated an entire black community. Can you walk us through, because our audience can't see your phenomenal art making. Can you walk the audience through what it looks like? So the first thing I did was I painted one side a very dark red to symbolize the angry white supremacy and the racist white people. And on the other side is dark toned colors of wealth like yellow for gold green for money and blue for diamonds on that side i put a image of a destroyed town and on top of that town is uh black people trying to like prove the white people wrong and like why they're innocent and basically just trying to say that black lives matter and over those black people are images of flames to symbolize the lost because it wasn't money they only lost they also lost themselves and below that is a picture of money also burning to symbolize what i said earlier and below that i cut a hole to show a picture of a mass grave because after the black wall street massacre many died and basically what they did was they made one big hole and just piled bodies on top of bodies on top of bodies now for the dark red side i put an image of angry white people saying stuff like we don't care we don't like your kind and below that is more 
pictures of money than the black side to symbolize that the white people stole from the black people. And below that is a image of a just regular, not destroyed town to symbolize that they're like they basically got to keep everything, but the black people couldn't. So the white supremacist kept the wealth, kept the buildings, wanted the land. And in the very middle of your art, you have a very interesting character. What is that character doing? It's a man telling you to stay quiet uh, about the mass graves. That way they could keep it a secret. So this massacre, Black Wall Street, was kept a secret for many, many years, and you discovered that in your research. That's a really powerful image in the middle, the shh, we're not going to tell anybody. What advice, if any, do you have for school systems in regards to teaching about Black Wall Street? Honestly, I really don't know, but... um they definitely should teach it. And that is your advice. You think that they should teach it. Why is that history important? Because it shows that the black community could have been so much more if that massacre hadn't happened. So for us to imagine what wealth would have been passed down from generation to generation if that particular part of the city was not destroyed. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Sebastian, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. You're welcome.